time is the bottom line. If nobody knows you, they've never heard your name before, 90% of the people don't even give you a fucking chance. They don't look. Yeah, it's true. So to think that you're actually going to get promotion the way like old school promoting used to be, where if you get on television, because the audience is so huge, you just get known better because of the just, just the sheer size of the audience. It's not like that on YouTube, right? People have to voluntarily go and seek you out and watch it. So it's usually people that know you. It's them that tell other people to watch it. That's how it grows. It's right. that, that's the audience that grows is them. Them saying, dude, my, that band I told you about, I just saw him on this interview. It was fucking cool as an interview. You got to watch it. And then they watch it. That's how it grows. Mm-hmm. They don't. People just don't stumble on this shit and watch it. I thought it would be that way. They don't do it. They're, they're not going to do it. They just, I don't give a fuck if it's 20 minutes, if it's 60 minutes, if it's two hours, if it's five minutes. If they don't like you or they don't know you, they don't fucking click. So yeah. it's just that way, man. It's crazy to me. It gets me pumped up because I'm like, you motherfuckers, because there's a lot of great shows that we've put out that people just won't click on that you're just like, you guys are missing this one. Yeah, you yeah. Know, this is a good one, you know? Rubik's Groove was a good episode. We just put that one out. How many of them were on here? Four. How, how many what? Because they're a nine-piece band. Four. We had four of them. Okay. We, we, had, we, switched, we switched Blake out. Blake was here with Camel Butter. Yeah. So we switched him out and brought in the bass player. And, uh, like, super nice. I mean, they're super all Super cool. Ba- Dude, they're good band. Super cool guys. Yeah. They got a following. They didn't do well. Was Shannon in here? No. We just Probably saw her yesterday at the Agora. Yeah. Yeah, she works there. Yeah, she works there. Yeah, she's nice. I like her. Can you guys hear yourselves all right? Yep, yep. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Check, 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 check. Actually, could I get a little of myself up? Yeah, same. Check, uh, check, check, check it to check. check. Check, check, check. Hey, hey. Hey, yeah, that's good. That's good. No. Good. I yeah. need more. I need more. Check, 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 <laughs> check, check. Check, 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 check. I just hear. I don't think. Is this. Yeah, yeah you're, you're. Once you get a little closer there, then all of a sudden. How close should it be? It's, I still barely hear it. Oh, okay. Um, That's, that's better. Yeah. But I'm also getting a frequency in here. You got a buzz? It's a high pitch. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Just part just, of it. Yeah, whatever. No, mine's like super there. Now it's not as much. But now I don't really hear myself <laughs> much. Okay, let's, we'll do this. <laughs> I hear Charlie perfectly. There we go. Evan's yeah. doing the kick uh, drum at his show. He's yeah, like, I actually... got a frequency. <laughs> At a frequency, I hear you guys are writing a tune over there before you know it. If you're like, what the fuck's going on over there? This is how we that's, write. That's a lot better. He never gets. Evan gets a frequency. We have a tap, and then we're off. Stop checking on mic. <laughs> um, and if possible, can I get a little more of Brian? Check, check, check. One, check, check, check. Two, one, two, two, four, nine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care if I can hear them. I just want to. Hear yeah, them. it's oh, kind of. I guess. I'm giving you a huge middle finger right now, Charlie. You can't see it. You got some baby ass middle fingers, bitch. <laughs> good for spinning is that sticks. Okay for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Sounds good, man. If the mirror kind of freaks you out, you can turn it around. I know some people have said, oh, it's kind of weird. I'm just sitting here looking at myself. It's like, well. Hey, uh, you want to restart these? Because we're about seven minutes. Yeah, now, right? that's fine. Maybe uh, fill one of them with. If it's a hundred days, it's a good day to drink. 
Maybe you know, felt a nice <laughs> even your own. You made that nice even corrupter of you. And then and then dude, and then you start another hundred. Fuck it. You know, like I think you should probably just go in increments of hundred. <laughs> and then well, dude, I'll tell you what. Every hundred days you come back down on the show. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do yeah, a right. ten minute drinking session. You know. Evan drinks. It's a hundred days. Right. It's been a hundred days. All right, all right. Hell yeah! I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, fill one last... with water, maybe. I don't you're, know. Well, you're not gonna do. Uh, you're, you're not gonna come back to drinking at 10 a.m. on a fucking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking these. <laughs> I mean, a buzz ball would be like you know. That, the... Is that proper? It is proper. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's how it goes. I'm gonna try one of these, you guys. I'm, I'm just yeah, do right the chalk tees. I got the shortest distance, and I I, 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 uh, yeah, I have dibs on the other one. Oh, uh, you fuck. All right, I'm drinking one. the apple. Oh, that one's the, the forbidden apple. The forbidden apple. Pat, you trying one? Which one are you getting? And the roll is? Hey, I got a whole stash. You got a, you do. You were serious. <laughs> you got like 17 you fucking. You did this, you <laughs> were serious. Hey, I got about six. Hey, but the roll right. is, the oh, roll yeah. is, you got to chug it in one go. Okay. That's fine with me. That's, 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 not, that's not a rule I should have any issue. That's our rule. I was going right, to just do that anyways. All right, you guys ready? Let's do it. God, these are the weirdest fucking things sometimes. Starting off, like, you know, the next thing you know, you're doing a show. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, and... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And this week, we got the guys from Buzz Baldrin here with us in the studio. I'm going to introduce the guys from left to right real quick. Uh, Guitarist, vocalist, lead vocalist. Yes. We got Charlie McCoy. What up? We got on bass... Mr. Zach Wilson. How's it going? And drums, Evan Hubbard. Pew, 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 pew. All right. <laughs> and uh, I know you guys really can't see this right here, but right here on, on the desk here in front of us, we have a, a whole row of uh, buzz balls, which is actually what the band's named after. Sort of, right? I mean, it, it could be, there's a whole bunch of different things. We'll go over some of that. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, we did that in honor of the Buzz Baldwin guys, another band from down here, Level Up, or Level 5, Level yeah. Up, Cleveland. But you guys are down here at Level 5 also, another one of the bands. We've had several of them on already, and you guys are yet another one down here. Uh, got your rehearsal space downstairs, so you guys came on up. Uh, this is actually the second interview we do with you guys, isn't it? Yes, mm. it is. <laughs> the first we, one was so good, we had to do another Yeah, we were like, yeah. dude, I think we could have the best one. Got a um, call back. So how you guys doing, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having us on again. Yeah, not a problem, man. Yeah, we had a little technical difficulty the first time. It happens once in a while. Not often, but when it does. But you guys were cool, man. Came on back on. Uh, first time was fun. I think uh, I think we're a little better, a little better spirited already, though. Oh yeah. Week. Oh yes. <laughs> I got some Starbucks in me this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to go. I was thinking it'd be really funny if we took. Because the audio was good from the last one. If we just came back and listened to it and just, <laughs> just pretended to, to live. talk like Godzilla, time. Like a Godzilla movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not talking yeah. about. <laughs> like purposely make it bad. Yeah. I thought that might be kind of funny, but also maybe a waste of time at the same time. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. take hours. <laughs> All right. So real quick, let me just you know introduce what you guys are real quick, and then you guys can explain a little bit about yourselves. Um, but you guys are more of a, like a punk rock, rock band. I mean, like, you know, like more of like the modern punk. Yeah. Like, 
kicking ass doing it. I mean, seriously, I have had the chance now to see you guys uh, not live, but I've watched a lot of, of stuff that I've seen now popping up awesome, all over yeah. the place. Yeah, Been you guys to put are, that content out there. Yeah, you know? real good shit, man. Like, I was impressed. You know, whenever we get anybody on our show, uh, the bands become like Pat and I's like. You know, kids, you know, we watch them and we're like, oh, yeah, look at them. Oh, look at them go. Did you see them over there? Yeah, that was cool, man. They're good. They're doing good. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's good to see you guys are out there doing it. That's man. the good thing about doing a second interview is that uh, we've already become your kids. So you've seen a little <laughs> yeah. more of our content yeah. that we got out there. That's you know? a good point, actually. I am a little more well-versed on you guys now that, that you guys were actually here. Um, but anyways, so tell me a little bit about yourselves. Um Starting with you, man. So let's, start, let's let's start with Charlie and see how do you get started in this whole thing, man? How does this all right? Start? Well, um, I guess starting at the beginning, uh, as far as playing guitar, you yeah. Know, like, like, what's your beginning? How how, how does um, Charlie? Because because uh, I I can definitively remember the moment that I really first wanted to play guitar it, it was some time after that that i actually started but i remember i watched uh, school of rock with jack black when it came out i was like nine years old and uh that end scene where they're like kick some ass you know they're playing the show or whatever oh, yeah um nine-year-old me was like you saw yourself in that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that really uh hit home in my my nine-year-old heart i guess so anyway i told my parents like yeah this is this looks sweet. I want to do this. It bought me this acoustic guitar, and uh, I didn't touch it for uh, another five years until I was, like, 15. And then uh, just kind of picked it up one day and was noodling around, and there was, like, a DVD. It was, like, one of those starter kit kind of deals, so it was, like, a gig bag, had some strings and picks, like a DVD about, you know, chords. And, yeah, put your fingers here. Yeah. So I was <laughs> I would watch this DVD, like, every day, and, like, the more I did it, the more I was like, hell yeah. And, like, I learned, you know, E chord, C chord, D, so on. And I would just practice it so much and, uh, like, got to the point where I knew I wanted to, like, do more, but I had no, like, reference point. So, you know, I asked my mom for lessons. My mom and dad bought me lessons, and that was, you know, awesome of them to do. Uh, however skeptical they were at the time that I was going to pursue it or not. And I remember my mom picking me up for my first guitar lesson, and I was like, I want to do this forever. This is great. And so, you know, fast forward uh, almost 15 years now, um, like 13, I think. But anyway. Uh, well, you were, it sounds like you were paying a lot more going. attention to the school of rock than the school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, my mom's going to watch this, and she's going to be very disappointed. Like, you can't tell between 13 and 14? Uh, she is... <laughs> Yeah, she's going to be upset that I didn't pay more attention to school. Sorry, yeah. Mom. But, but you can harmonize a riff, so. Yeah, I, but I learned a lot about yeah. riffing. There you go. And, I mean, I, and then, uh, you know, very early on, I I realized I identified with the sound of, like, heavier music. I didn't really know much about rock at the time, like, other than what, like, my parents listened to, which is not really heavy stuff. Like, what are they listening to? They like a lot of like U2, Springsteen. My dad's into like The Clash and Talking Heads. Oh, and that's cool. Elvis though. Costello, stuff like that. Um, so that I kind of had like a basis, I guess, of knowledge, but not really anything. But my cousin was, my cousin Terry was really into metal and he showed me, you know, Metallica and stuff. And from there it was fucking rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. And then it quickly got into like death metal and then, 
you know, I've just been in the trenches since. <laughs> do you ever, do you ever like today ever have like quick visions and flashbacks of like school of rock moments? Like, are you ever like, this is, this is that <laughs> part, man. Like I'm there, I'm there. Just, yeah. I think I'm at that age back? now where I'm Jack Black's character though. I'm not the kid anymore. Yeah, you know, right, right, right. I'm just looking the, around going. the burnt out guy driving around with guitars in my trunk, <laughs> see an opportunity to rock. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. All right, on its side, chillo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just doing the whole thing. Yeah. Do you, do you do do you like? Are you like? Does that become something that happens after something like that? Are you? Have you always been like Jack Black fan? Like, is he like? A, is he like? That's my boy. Um, type dude. I mean, like that moment for me initially was a flash in the pan. I never thought that like I would be playing guitar realistically because there was such a big gap in between. When I saw oh, that yeah. movie and had that feeling, you know, when you're yeah, nine, nine. You, like the next day I woke up and that was, that was not a yeah. thought in my head. You're like, I'm going to throw a rock today. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, my friend's head. Yeah. So <laughs> rock fight, man. Yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, I really, I love Jack Black. I'm actually going to see Tenacious D next week. So That's, stoked, oh, no stoked shit. for that. Yeah. Cool, man. But I mean, that, the, the, the two aren't really related, you know. No, I got you. I, but sometimes people do that, though. I remember, for me, it used to be Jack Nicholson. Jack, it's a Jack thing. But yeah. Jack Nicholson, I remember I saw One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when I, when I, when I first time I Fantastic saw it. Fantastic movie. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, my God. I didn't know nothing about it. Just one of those movies that I just happened to watch. I was like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, Jack Nicholson was just like, every movie he made after that, I was like, obsessed with it. Dude. Mm-hmm. Like, till I yeah. So I was like, finally, like, all right, enough. Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> do like Jack Black, but. All right, man. So, Zach, how about you, man? How do you get how do you get started in this? I'm just going right down the line to you guys if you haven't noticed. Well, I guess the journey has probably started. So I definitely got my guitar my first guitar in fifth grade. It was an acoustic guitar. Uh, I, I had it in the family. Uh, my grandpa used to play in the area with a band called Bent Penny back in the seventies. Um, they were like they had some originals but a lot of covers, but they had some traction. They were able to go on tours and just do bar tours and cool. that kind of thing. Um, so always had that in the family, him and my, uh, uncle Darren primarily played, played the most and played out the most. Um, so just growing up, seeing guitars around my grandpa's house and just being curious about it and finding it in the closet and just messing with it. So they saw that there was an intrigue in that. So that's why my fifth birthday, I got a guitar. Um, I think the thing that made me want to play, uh, was green day. To sing Billy Joe, um, something about that angst just really like stuck with you. Yeah, just really, really stuck with me. And they were, that was also one of the um, only bands that my parents had a CD of that was like a very close proximity to like DIY kind of punk scene stuff. Everything else was pretty commercial, but Dookie was such a commercial hit. Everybody had it, so my parents had it. That yeah. kind of a thing. Um, so. I had an acoustic for a year. Then I got an electric guitar the next year for my birthday. Um, first concert I saw was Green Day and with My Chemical Romance on the American Idiot Tour at the Wolstein Center. That was pretty cool. Um, and then after that, uh, I think sixth grade at school, we were able to uh, start band, start concert band. And uh, I remember I went into music class the one day, and we get to try all the instruments, like the teachers up there like you can just go up and try an instrument she's got this like little spray to clean off the mouth pieces in between everybody and tried a saxophone couldn't get a sound tried a flute i've actually always tried to play the flute my mom had a flute 
and I would always try to play it as a kid, and I can never get a sound. Still couldn't get a sound. Trying to be a flautist. Okay. I was. I thought you were going to say a skin flute joke, but... Uh, <laughs> anyway. It was right there for the taking. Yeah, I missed that one. Um, tried it on a trumpet. Too small of a mouthpiece. Tried the trombone. Big enough mouthpiece. Got a good sound. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty cool. Trombone is pretty unique. There's a slide. It's the only instrument like that. Um, so... Really enjoyed playing, really enjoyed learning. I kind of learned all of my... I never had any guitar lessons. Um, learned kind of all the music theory side. Just I played in band all the way up through senior year, marching band, all that stuff. Jazz band. Um, my last two years of high school, though, I did go to the JBS for culinary. So put a little bit of a squash on how much I was like... No pun intended. <laughs> right. I got you. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, put a little <laughs> bit of a squash, uh, a little gourd on that. And, um, but I still did marching band, but I didn't do all the other extracurriculars that were music driven at school. I was doing competition for culinary, but guitar was always there in the background. I was always playing at home. I'm sitting down listening to albums, just figuring out how to play these songs. Me and my stepbrother, he's my stepbrother, Richard's one of the best musical ears I've ever experienced. Like he's not very good at being creative, um, but he can sit down and listen to an August Burns Red album and figure it out how to play it in perfect. And that always blew my mind. So we'd always sit down together and just kind of like play and learn how to play. And um, yeah, pretty self-taught. And then just having that backbone of like a tenor, you know, trombone, like where that kind of lies in the mix and like what you bring to the table for an arrangement really helped with me being able to develop as a bassist now. Got you, yeah. You know? That's pretty. That's true. You brought it all together right there. I see how you did that. Yeah, that's how, and, that's, and that is exactly how it. How it, to be melodic, but also how to play your part. And yeah, and and, and that is, I think, what you did there was pretty neat. With people who doesn't don't realize that how how all these instruments do their own thing and they have their own spot and they have their own section, but they relate to other instruments and stuff. And once you know enough things about music in general, then they just start relating to each other, right. and everything just kind of makes sense through. You know, like there's just there's and a lot of general from, categories, you know. And it comes from listening to a lot of music and playing a lot of music. It just in like subconsciously gets ingrained how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. And then as long as you have that and your and then whatever comes out naturally, like from your subconscious is like the true expression of you and like what your influences have led to and what you bring to the table now. And right. So that's was a really when I was probably like a year out of high school when I kind of finally like realized and put all that together and just had like a explosion of like yeah. like it just all made sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, man. Evan, what's going on? Tell me your story, man. How how's this all how do you start off? Um well, when I was f like 4 or 5, I got forced into piano lessons through my mom. <laughs> I didn't like it. Like I don't think any kid actually liked to sit there and do piano lessons, practice for like an hour a day, having a teacher show up at your house twice a week. Like it just wasn't, I was over it by like the time I was eight. Did that till about I was 10 though. And then like, so that got, I, I, and, and looking back now, thanking the hell out of my mom for doing that because establishing something at such a young age, like really ingrains it into your brain, whether you wanted to do it or not. Right. And so I didn't play any instruments from 10 till 21, but what I did do is I kept my, I, I kept it going by playing video games, dance, dance revolution. Like those arcade games, people would be like dancing on the pads, rock band, guitar hero, like P 
people want to talk shit how those don't actually translate to a real instrument, and I tell them that's not true at all. Those games can really help develop rhythm and help develop, for me, playing drums, separating my hands from my feet. I got really good at that game and eventually started hanging around some friends that were doing a bunch of fire spinning and they needed some drummers. So they eventually like, I don't know if you've ever seen fire spinning, but usually when that happens, there's a group of drummers that sit and create the beats for the fire spinners. And I started, someone handed me a djembe one day and I just started hammering at it. And people were like, you're really good at this. Like, and I've never picked one of these up before. And, uh, Started doing that for a few years, eventually joined a band that they, it was just like a ukulele, acoustic guitar, and me on a djembe, and uh, that was for like two years, and you know, I've been friends with Charlie for 12 years now, so I've always, he's always known that I had this talent in me, and goes, hey, my cousin has a drum kit sitting in his basement collecting dust, as we can use it, and I just picked up the drum kit for the first time, and it just came naturally. No kidding. Yeah. Video what a games. great story that is. Dude. I think games. he beat you guys on his story. I think it's a really good story. <laughs> I mean, story. He, he picked it up insanely fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, when he, yeah. Wow. Cool, man. Yeah. Because so. drums, you know, like, there's a lot of things about drums that, you know, like, you got to build stamina. You got all, there's so many things about playing the drums, especially what you guys are playing. I mean, it's not exactly like you're playing exactly like, you know, like little wedding song dance beats and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> Almost all, almost all of our songs rest between 190 and 220 BB. Yeah, man. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, li- like listening back to some of the early recordings I have of us, like on my phone and stuff, it was definitely a little a little sloppy, but... How slow we played, too. Yeah, it's I'm crazy. Like, like, I mean, every time we write a new up. song, it's very like... The, the tempo is just naturally, I think. Just starts there. That's it. It, it goes yeah. slower at first because oh. we're trying to, you know, figure the the riffs out, but like... I don't know. Sometimes it it's just kind of makes me laugh well, you, when I listen back to stuff, and it's like so slow compared to how we play it now. And it's yeah, just like we're just fucking ripping. Oh it yeah, now. I've I've gone back, listened to some old recordings, and and not just me. Like all of us have evolved like five times just in the last yeah. four years. Like we've all gotten so much better as musicians, and that's that's what hard work, practice, and dedication yeah. does. Hell yeah, I'm a thrash kid though, so I like playing fast. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So let me, let me ask you about that. So real quick, first, how, how do you guys find each other? How do you get together? You guys said you knew each other for 12 years. Uh, yeah, Evan and I met in college. Uh, we were in the same dorm, and uh, we both smoked weed, so that, you know, <laughs> yeah, naturally. Like mine's, like mine's. Naturally, you know, <laughs> I, I only, uh, I didn't inhale. <laughs> but um, I inhaled for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Evan inhaled enough for the both of us. Um, but, yeah, so then we... Um, we we were in a fraternity together and you know did that whole thing for a while and just you know friends a lot of friends in that time period when you're in college especially living in dorms like you have friends that you just kind of fade away but Evan and I always stayed friends after that um we were very close in college too you know before that and you know before music was involved we we also lived in the same apartment building for a while oh. And stuff. So we were always just in proximity with each other, and uh, and then Zach, I met. Uh, we we both were chefs before. Um, oh, the whole culinary thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we met working for Chef Dante. Um, very early on. Uh, we we started almost the same time. I think Zach started like a couple months after you. Yeah, but I mean, we both worked there for like six 
ish. Hey, years, I was there maybe. too, you know. Yeah, Evan. Evan Before both of you guys. Oh, Evan was now there the truth bit. comes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I was a sushi chef for like ten years. No kidding, man. Yeah. Um, what Zach, a cool band to be in. Do you guys got any openings? I mean, me and Pat might. <laughs> if you got something we hey, can man. do, man, <laughs> I want to be in this. Band. Hey, we we've been looking for. Uh, <laughs> we're looking for a, yeah. a podcast guy. We're looking for a tambourine player, hard <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Me and Pat are come together though. He plays one tambourine, I'll play the other one. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude, that's cool, man. Seriously, I'm not even kidding around. I mean, this is this is the band to be in. Yeah, you got think, two uh, guys, and then so what did you do? With the job? What did you do there? Oh, I, I washed dishes and and I helped I helped run the fry foods for dude. For Charlie. It's the cold, the whole restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you guys talked about that ever? Has it ever come kind up just a drunken conversation? Well, we, I mean, a couple yeah, buzz yeah. balls where you guys are like, we should open a fucking restaurant. Yeah. Oh no, no, oh, that no, doesn't no, happen. Fuck no. Hell no, no dude. Is that, That's is the is end that of the nuts? band right there. Well, is that would that be? Is that like <laughs> open restaurant? Is that like? Suicide almost, like, at this point. In time. I, mean, I mean, honestly, going into business with your, like, Friends? not 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 any oh, business, yeah. but specifically restaurants can put a real fucking wedge in between a friendship, I, I you know? I've, yeah. I've seen it happen. They're the I hardest know. business to maintain, too. They they have the highest fail rate within the first year of any. What about, like, a is, food truck or something like that? Those are popular. Have you ever thought about doing something I wouldn't like that? fit in one of those. Well, <laughs> I did think about doing, like, a food truck portable concert kind of thing. I thought that might have been kind of cool. But Zach, Zach and there's I only have, a finite season for that kind of a dude, thing. What you yeah, should have Cleveland, is a food truck, hard. pull a trailer, exactly. and the trailer's the stage. And it breaks down into a stage. That yeah. Was exact well, thought. no, we'll drive around the fucking town. You guys are jamming. Me and Pat <laughs> drive the truck. We watch the food. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, like driving. I've got to get some permits for that. Yeah. Like some parade permits. Hey, man. The music I would think, draw uh, the people. Yeah. Zach and I had uh, talked about, you know, the possibility of one day wanting to do a venue kind of deal, too. Yeah, I've always thought about so, that. So, I mean, maybe like one day we'll, we'll have a cool venue that has awesome food. Yeah, man. You know, that's the dream, but... We gotta gotta pursue the music thing first. Yeah, think, seriously, you, you gotta know. get there. Do what do what you really love anyway. I mean, obviously, the music is what you really love, and the the culinary kind of became a job. Is that what, would that be? Yeah, what it I mean, like? love and appreciate it. Yeah, I still blows my mind every day how the culture of food, because it's like a necessity for life, and like our over intense like analyzation with like our consciousness to be able to break down and like create recipes and like learn these things and build on them blows my mind every day. But, uh, the restaurant can become a grind. Um, especially that place when you're in fine dining, you're being held to a higher standard. So you have to push yourself a little more. Um, yeah. And just doing it really hard for 10 years, like just got a little burnt out on it. Yeah. You know? And I mean, needless to say, Zach and I hate and I, that uh... I got burnt out, but cause I do miss it. But at the same time, I'm happy where I am now. So. I mean, I definitely, yeah, we all got burnt out of the restaurant work. You know, I did, I did, I was never like a, a chef, but I mean, I did it for seven years. Hey, you're still part of the industry. It, but it builds character on people. It humbles you. I almost, oh, I yeah. recommend any, humbles. every person to yeah, at you, least. Everyone should work in a restaurant. Needs to go through the sure. ringer. But yeah, needless <laughs> to say, uh, Zach and I have uh, left uh, our restaurant days in our past for now to, Leave more time for for music and I just sell phones for AT and T now. Personal (laughs) stuff, but yeah, I work at a sandwich shop and it fucking rocks, man. I love that. No pressure, no no craziness. And then at at night, it's on the weekend. I work at a venue, which is you know I just sit there and I collect money at the door and I drink beers, hit people with witty, charming 
quips. What, in the sandwich shop you work at, real quick, I'm just thinking, yeah. did, how long did it take you to get up before you start making somebody a sandwich? Because all the restaurants I've been going to lately, every time I go try to get something done, nobody wants to get anything for anybody. It's, it seems like blinds never move, food never gets cooked. I sit there and just wait and wait and wait and wait. Is anyone else having the same problem well, that I'm having the, in every restaurant that I go to? Maybe I mean, need to go to a new restaurant. Every, they're always, they're always like that. Everyone is, everyone's really understaffed right yeah, now. Yeah, what's going on all. with that? I don't know, man. It's kind of... Is, it like, think, is everybody's taking a hiatus to do music? Well, I mean, realistically, <laughs> I think uh, when everything nope, shut down because of COVID, yeah. I think a lot of people who were in the restaurant industry realized like, shit, man, I don't have to give myself crippling anxiety every day. And to make money, like, I can go try something else. I think it really was a good reset point. I mean, unfortunate circumstances, of course. Yeah. But I think it was a just kind of an eye-opening moment for a lot of people who have been, you know, because once you're really in the in the restaurant industry for a long time, it does, you know, you build camaraderie with your coworkers, and it really does become your life. I yeah. mean, we would be practicing at, like, one in the morning. God damn. We would start at like one, two in the morning sometimes and go to like five. Because, you know, Zach and I would work from 12, p- 11 a.m., 12 p.m. till 11 or 12 in the morning. Yeah, one in the morning sometimes. And then we'd come straight here and, you know, get in a couple hours of practice. And that's just what we had to do at that time. And then, I mean, eventually, like, you know, we were saying that shit burns you out. Oh yeah, man! You can well, only do that for so long. You, yeah, because we yeah. had to push ourselves, so we had to. Yeah, that's what we kept always saying. Like, well, we, if we want this, we got to push ourselves, and which we still feel that way. But now, we've adjusted it's our schedules and our personal lives to allow more time for that. That doesn't cut away from us. You know, I don't think I can just drink all night and then work. You know, wake up it's two hard. hours after I went to bed and then work another. It's hard to string them days. Together, Sixteen right? hours. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's yeah, tough to do. It's it, hard. But, uh, I mean. We were younger. I mean, yeah. I'm 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were 24, 25. That sounds like not that long ago. But I've noticed a lot of shit changes, man. Years, just... A lot of shit changes. And you mentally, you gain a level of maturity, I think, you know, the closer to your 30s yeah. you get. And I'm sure, you know, that's. Sad. And it keeps happening, yeah. trust me. Right. And we've decided that it's a good time for our first buzz ball moment. And that's all. We're going to cheers to Evan, who, who's made it to 100 days. Hundred days, baby. no alcohol. <laughs> so we're gonna celebrate. No matter how hard drink. I tried to <laughs> poison his brain, <laughs> Pat's already had a few. He says those things are pretty strong, dude. <laughs> uh, also, I just want to give a quick plug. We're trying to get a sponsorship. Oh, from Buzzball. Uh, they don't like to contact us back on social media, but they they'll come around. Yeah, they man. Will. Now that you've been on such a high high profile shows, this yeah. One, right? Now that we're <laughs> now that we're famous, basically. Yeah, right. this is now that we're stars. Buzzball, Tevin. Cheers, Cheers Tevin. Guys. <laughs> Oh boy, that's sweet. Zach, you didn't follow protocol there. Oh the yeah. Wow, that's that alcohol is. <laughs> oh wow. They they actually they used to be twenty percent. Now I think they've bumped them down to fifteen. People were dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole four loco thing. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking right? exactly. As soon as you said that, I'm thinking this is four loco mm. again. I feel like my teeth are tingling. Yeah, it's the sugar. Oh yeah. There's a lot of sugar in them things, man. 
They're pretty tasty. Yeah, if you got any cavities in there, they might have gotten a little bit. Wow, bigger. dude, you could drink a lot of those, man, I think. That's what you think, man. But after, like, the third one, you're like. Yeah. I'm not a big, like, sweets person. See, I think, you know what? I think you can make, like, milkshakes out of that. That would be fucking It's like awesome. You know what I like mean? Kahlua. It is you like Kahlua, yeah. Yeah, you could, like, make a milkshake out of that where you can add just some dairy shit to it and mm. whip it together, and people would fucking go crazy for that. Yeah. There you go. See, there's a, that's for your food truck. Hey, we said yeah. no more food talk. Oh yeah, <laughs> I said that. So no, I do want to talk about the music though, because we haven't really even gotten into you guys' music at all. Right, we, yeah, we've already went into break. We already had ZM Delgado do his break thing for us. So now we're back here and we're going to talk about what you guys have created, some of the singles you guys have already released. You guys have a bunch of stuff already out there. You're playing out. You guys just played out recently with Quiet Zoo, who was just on our show. So much to talk about. Yes. So where do we start? Let's get into it. Let's man. start. Let's start with the, the, some of the stuff you guys have out though. Uh, how, what do you have out? How many songs you have out? What, what's out there for everybody to listen to? Right um, now? So right now we have a total of uh, five songs out. Four of them being on our uh, first self-titled EP, and then um, one standalone single that was released uh, March thirtieth of two thousand twenty-two this year currently. Uh, so that one is the the new boy, if you will. That's our working title for it. Um, the new boy. I mean, yeah, we we still refer to it as new boy, but it's called the saboteur. Yeah. Um, it's on all streaming services that you might use. Yes, um, and including our, so, Napster. Yeah, including Napster. Um, <laughs> and that, that is actually true. It is actually on Napster, which is still a thing. I don't know who the fuck uses that, but. I haven't heard anybody using it in a long time. Hey, Decades. So, somebody does. <laughs> I haven't heard of it somebody since does. Lars Ulrich. How know, did you guys find out video. it was on there? Who, who discovered it? Our distribution uh, website we go through has like all the oh, the list of the our, list of stuff and that's on there. label. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shout out uh, DistroKid. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people's uh, Makes it real label. smooth and easy. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so, so we have that out. Right now, um, right now we're sitting on about a full, close to a full album's worth of music. Um, in a couple months here, we're we're going to uh, start recording our next EP. It's going to be like a a five song, six song kind of deal, and uh, I think this is going to definitely be a, different than than what we have out now. It's going to be a lot heavier. Um, as you were saying before, you know, we definitely have, like, a punk, heavy punk influence, and that comes from Zach a lot, and I'm, like, a metal dude, so this is going to be more in the uh, the metal punk vein, I think, than, than what our last release was. We're finally narrowing in on what our sound is. Yeah. The first, the first, the first go-around was kind of, like... Every song sounds different. Yeah, Very different that was like the puberty stage for so us. You guys as were feeling things out and trying yeah. different stuff yeah. and experimenting, See, seeing what we wanted to do, what worked, what didn't work, and uh, and now I think we've got it a lot more dialed in. And uh, I think that that dialing in led us to be what we were always born to be, which is just uh, as I always call myself, death metal sex gods. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you something like. Because, you know, the whole punk and metal thing, fusion, is nothing new, right? I mean, that's been done, 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 done. Yeah. So what, what makes you guys a little different? I mean, what, what what do you feel like you're doing different? Because you don't have to do anything different. That's first of all. You don't. You just got to be good at what you're doing, write good songs, which you guys right. have plenty of good songs. I, uh, I don't think that we're trying to reinvent the wheel here, you know, but 
Um, I think what sets us apart is that the way that we write songs, we don't do like a typical like, you know, intro verse, chorus, verse, chorus, outro type deal. We go from, we have this riff and then we're going to transition it to this riff and this riff and this riff. And a lot of times they don't really, it never all comes back around how like a lot of songs do where like the chorus is going to repeat a few times. Like we kind of try to write our stuff as like, you know, certain parts of a bigger picture. Yeah. And as you each know? part comes around, we don't really limit ourselves to what style and genre that next part's going to be. I think we try to make sh- like, I want to try to figure out how to like, all right, like right now there's this like very heavy, like thrash riff, uh, or there's like a, uh, sounds very much like black Dahlia murder, like a very melodic, just like riff. Um, and then the next part that would be coming up, we're like, what would we like to see the song take a change feel wise? And then what genres that we're versed in best fits that, that tonal change. So, you know, like not reinventing the wheel, like, you know, metalcore. That's it's been done. It's the most classic combination of metal and punk, metal hardcore, metalcore. Yeah. It's there. What I want to try to do is when we incorporate these different uh styles is breaking it down even further than just like one style of punk is being mixed in with one style of metal. A couple different styles of metal are at play, a few different styles of punk are at play which would make the coolest sounding song. And that's kind of like where it comes from. So you just want to have a bigger toolbox of things yeah. that you can actually pull out yeah. and, and create these things with. Don't want to write ourselves into a hole. Don't want to like immediately start discrediting certain ideas because it doesn't fit what our sound is. I kind of want the sound to just be, you know, like I say this sometimes to people, like I would love to play in a psych rock band. I'd love to play in a hardcore band. I'd love to play in a pop punk band. You know, I wish I could play in all these different, like, have, like, those projects, but it's not as feasible and not as, like, doable. So, at least in this project, we can try to hit as much of that as we can. Do you guys, you know, the thing about punk rock, one of the main things to me that that always strikes me is, you know, the short song. You know, the the whole construction of most punk rock is short, concise songs, poppy rhythms, catchy everything. From start to finish, you know, and some sort of a message too. There's always like a well, then, that, then the that's vocals. the important thing is the message. It really, punk. it really is. But I'm, I'm just talking about when, when you're constructing a punk, a punk rock song. That's what mm. you think of. But, but people have, you know, they've they veered from that. You know, uh, Jesus of Suburbia, which is a longer, but a whole bunch of songs like. Right, you know, but yeah. but that's like a metal song, right? To me, see that song always reminded me of more like a metal style song where you took a ton of riffs and a ton of different things and part you mosh it into one. Lo- Metallica does that, right? I mean, yeah. how many Metallica songs are like four songs, right? All mashed into yeah. one yeah. song. Well, that's kind of what, I, mean? what I was getting at. Is that I mean, it's I think what really creates our unique sound is uh, just the amalgamation of like Zach's musical influence that. You know, like the stuff he was listing, metalcore, hardcore, pop punk, stuff like that. Like, I never got into that side of things, really, especially not when I was younger. Like, like I said earlier in the in the cast, you know, I was a thrash kid yeah. through and through. Like, and I love death metal and stuff. So, like, 
the combining of our two. I mean, we have disagreements too sometimes, and that's great like, though. Oh, but that's, you know, that's great. And he's like, it sounds kind of gay. I'm like, you're no, gay. that's not the way. <laughs> <laughs> don't get us canceled. Yeah, don't get us canceled. Right. <laughs> don't worry, I don't think we're, we're cancelable. No, just no I, right? I don't think, think so. we have. I don't think that's gonna do it. Either. <laughs> I know. But but yeah. Anyway, I mean, I. I'm about the riff, man. I'm a man of the riff, and I try to really. Yeah, I mean, you're, that, that's the, and the metal side comes out. Yeah, and, and the I try bass, to send it. Punk and, rock is so bass driven, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna have that rhythm. The bass rhythm really drives the song in, in most punk rock. I think that's mm-hmm. what we and go the drums, for. I like, mean, and the tone of the of yeah. like the, the bass guitar in punk is like what I go for. That's yeah, cool. Definitely. I mean, I love that tone. And I think uh, yeah. a lot of our songs too. I like, you know. I, I know I was talking about not having a defined song structure, but I do like having kind of like a beginning, middle, and end. So if you listen to like, for example, the saboteur kind of is a slow build in certain ways. You know that 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 one kind of takes you on a journey. Our single that's out, uh, it kind of starts, you know, very like fuzzy and definitely on the heavier side. Garage rock, yeah, garage like, rocky yeah. kind of vibe. And then by the end, like, kind of just like a train going off the tracks. Nice, nice Kind of build. feel to it, yeah. Which is a metal style, you know, that whole slow into yeah. that fast I love, ending. I love just the driving riffs, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you guys can do that right, then you guys will sound great, right? Well, we're very excited for everyone to hear our next release because well, there's think, a lot of that I think there. what you already have out there, though, is a pretty good telltale sign of what you guys are about, what you can do. It's good stuff. It's not like, yeah, man, it's real good. It's catchy. It's got it's it's a little groovy stuff, you know. Like like you said, it it I I, I you know when I introduced you guys, I was even saying this is kind of you guys are more of a kind of a punk rock feel to it, and what you're saying is yeah that might change a little bit. Not 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 right, yeah. not you're not yeah, gonna go that's like exactly, oh, man, really, it, that's it's exactly definitely what I'm gonna at. veer more towards the heavier melodic. more of a rocking more of a rock heavy rocking plus punk style together. You bring those two together if you do it right. Yeah, I mean, I guess the idea when I guess we were conceptualizing our band was that conceiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We conceived the band. Uh, not, right? You know, I think the idea was just that I mean, at least for me, I can't speak for them, but I, I played in a death metal band before this and named what was the band? Uh M E V, Morir S V and great times. My high school friends love those guys like brothers forever. You yeah, know, good stuff. And uh, that might be making a comeback soon. Oh, right? heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> for me, it was kind of a little bit confining to play death metal because if you try to do anything outside of that realm, people look at it as lame or soft. You know. Yeah, I know. And so, there's a lot of facets to my musical tastes and what i want to play and like i had all these cool things that i would do like i love just chimey clean tones and stuff and i think that's from like listening to a lot of metallica in my early years and or stuff. maybe mom and dad yeah you know, you know? I mean? a lot of stuff yeah, going exactly. on in that music you know what i mean so like i really appreciate when bands can do both really clean and beautiful sounding melodic stuff and Mix with the heavy, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. And so I've always kind of, like, wanted to do a lot of that and stuff. But, like, playing death metal, you don't... You, you really can't do it. You never have time to. 
I mean, there there is bands a lot that do it, but people. Well, people. Well, let's just be honest. What people happened, are opinionated about. See, that I was kind into death thing, metal you know? in the '80s when it was invented. Right. So, so I was in the the stage. I was into it when it was in the infant stage when there was nothing. There's nothing behind it. Everything that came out was new. You know, it was like that. Well, over the last thirty years, forty years since that days, it's been so done and overdone and overdone. They've had to come up. You know, now they have whole orchestras playing behind metal right, yeah. and just, you know, how much more different can we make two things and try to fuse them together and make something out of it. Now that's been done and it's been done and it's been done and it's been done. That's where we're at now with it. So now I, I and this is why I, I said a lot on here. I don't know if inventing a new music is necessarily the way to go. It's literally the old yeah. standard, write a good song. Yeah. Like that's I said, it, right? we're, not trying, to, to we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Influences. Yeah. Right. What comes out naturally, subconsciously, because of all this shit that has impacted your life up until now, yeah, right, right. Bring I mean, it all so, up. so what I was getting at there is that Sorry. you know, <laughs> no, you're good, man, you're good. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, you know, with this project, I really wanted to just do something that it wouldn't be weird if we went off of script with, no. you know, what if we came out with an acoustic song. I think maybe we can diversify our sound enough that it wouldn't seem weird to people, and they'd be like, "That's Buzz Baldrin. You never know what you're gonna get." Yeah, I mean, like, like, I, but like, how does this, you know, how does this all work, anyways? You bring up Green Day, right? And I kind of know a little bit about the Green Day story, right? I think everybody knows a little bit about it. You know how they were a punk band, accepted in the whole punk scene, and they were a little bit of coming up, and and then they got successful. By ne not necessarily any fault of their own. I mean, it, you you can't literally blame somebody for when you become successful because at the time, everyone's trying kind of to be that in some level. Mm -hmm. And so when a, if it happens, then the people who didn't get there yet get pissed at you because you got there first. It seems <laughs> well, like that's how it works. They took the punk songwriting and perfected it. Yeah, it seems like that's how it works, right? So, and and I mean, here here's my point. On, the, on your guys' trail, right? Really, what you guys are trying to tell me is you you like metal, you like punk, but you guys are very cool about each other's likes, and you as you guys have played together. There's you, a lot of crossover too. There's well, a that lot of plus crossover. you start. Yeah, you know what's funny about playing in a band? Songs that you didn't even like before you play in a in a band, you play that song, and you're like, that was fucking cool. I mean, I, Zach I did not believe I liked that song, but so much more fun playing songs than it is listening to songs. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. When you guys are creating this music, it becomes, it, as you learn that part, it becomes easier to accept the other person's like, you're like, you know, like, wow, I've heard this, this play out before. I know how you and I are when we write these things together. They come out better. And it, you start growing from that, and it becomes easier and easier to write with each other. Right. You start becoming more, like, comfortable with the other person's idea. You start hearing it in your head now because you've heard it before. You know, like you're like, I know what you're talking about. And how to make um, that idea better yeah, rather man. than being like, well, my idea I think would be better here. It's like, all right, well, that's the idea that we have, so let's work with it and make it better. Right. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because admittedly, uh, like in my early 20s when I was in my you know full swing of death metal, I was very like elitist about death metal, and I really didn't even give like the punk side of like metal stuff sounding you know heavier stuff the time of day because i just thought it was like you thought it was gay <laughs> can we stop saying as that, soon man? as soon as there was a sing-songy chorus you're like i'm out yeah everything up until though. then was dope, i just i just thought it was going, like lame uh. like the the <laughs> thing then, so. the thing that i'm trying to avoid with our band falling into a hole like i did 
you know, in my death metal days is because I experienced that firsthand. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was that person that I was like, I don't, this isn't like heavy enough for me, that kind of deal, or it's just not what I like, or it's too simple and stuff. And like working with Zach, honestly, he's got me hip to a lot of bands and vice versa. Like we go, we always trade off bands, you know? You guys like Idols, for example. Yeah. I probably would have never got into Idols if, uh, if, if Zach hadn't brought them, brought them up to me first. I mean, the list goes on too. There's a lot of bands in now my playlist that, I mean, it actually starts with Charlie where he got me into the whole death metal scene to begin with. I really had no clue outside of like Metallica and like some, he showed me Megadeth and stuff. And then I was just like hooked from there. And uh, there's a lot of of songs on my playlist that are a combination of both Charlie and Zach's music. So yeah, Evan and I have been to a lot of death metal shows. We've seen, uh, got a lot of stories too. Yeah. Dying fetus together, black Dahlia murder, you know, a lot of, I think we gates. saw, yeah, at the gates. Gojira. Yeah, Play Gojira Reef. bunch. You guys realize every time you say a band, I got to find a picture of that band and put it up on the phone. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, All right, great. we'll stop name dropping here. Great I'm just for the host. I got so what I want to ask you guys is about what, 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 of all the songs you guys have out, EPs, everything you have out, what's your, what's your favorite song? What, do, you, do you have one that, like, you, you enjoy playing the most or, you're, you know, when you do your set list, you're like, this has got to be this song. I, I definitely think, personally for me, it's the saboteur, and I, I I'm not even just listening to Charlie's guitar solo. It, it, it's one of the fucking best solos I've ever heard. Sweet, and it's so thank good. you. <laughs> and it, yeah, I, I, okay. So like playing drums and playing practicing that song, being in such a confined space, it was really hard for me to actually pinpoint and hear what he was playing. And you know, we've played the song for like nine months before we actually recorded it and then we went to the studio and i remember telling him like dude that's what you're playing that's fucking awesome and literally sitting next to him in practice i never got to hear note for note what he was playing when i actually got to hear the isolated track i was like dude that fucking rips sweet man that's sweet See, that's what you need out of a band member yeah. a fellow band member that kind of like support you know what I yeah mean? Like, i know Fuck yeah i'm over here cheesing but evan's never told me that before this, oh, another exclusive. So, mm. thanks, man. <laughs> that's cool. No, that's cool. I, I, I appreciate you know, it. You know, that, and that's but that's what that's what uh, will hopefully write the next song, right? You know, then man, that'll be like, oh, now we're like a little tighter, a little. I always try to top myself, man. You know. So, so you guys, real quick, you guys said that you had, um, going to be recording another EP pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. guys already have a lot of that written? You're saying then, so it's pretty much done. So you guys are ready to go in the, in a studio. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys go record? You guys, you guys record over here with Chris, don't yeah, you? Yeah, Chris Ticola, man. Shout out Chris Ticola, my yeah. main man. I uh, I started recording with Chris when I was 18, 19 in his uh, his bedroom oh, in his apartment in Little Italy. When he, oh no shit. Yeah, and uh, I mean we've been you know good friends since, and he recorded our our self titled EP. Isn't and, something uh, to have? Isn't it nice to have a guy like Chris as your as your buddy? Yeah, it is a great guy. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a, yeah, yeah, he's a great. Um, the saboteur we we recorded with our other friend John Chips. Uh, just we were trying to mix it up, you know, see how how someone else would do things, and we learned a lot about how I think our recording style works best for us. Um, initially, we were doing just track by track, you know, like just do only the guitars, only the bass, only the drums. I think on this next one. We're going to try to do uh, 
More live stuff? More live stuff, for Sweet. sure. Because yeah. I think the energy, um, especially that Evan gets with his drum drum playing, I think he builds a lot from having... Momentum within the song. Yeah, and almost like once you're like on that click track, sometimes it just gets awkward and robotic. Hey, I tell yeah, you right but, now, when you when, real quick, when you're hearing these live bands that are playing out all the time now, right? And you can hear when they're playing on a fucking click track. They're slowed down, and it, yeah, it, Metallica is the worst at it. Now, I, I, every time I watch any new Metallica show live, I'm like, stop playing with a click click track, you guys. Yeah. It's fucking. It's exactly. a, It's like you, 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 they forcibly have to slow down everything they do because that click track's keeping them on this time, and they don't sound like Metallica anymore live. Metallica live was every song was twice as fast as than the recording, right? Because they could play twice as many songs. And that's how they did all their shows, and and, you, and it was great when they played those tunes like that. It was like that was live Metallica. I know, yeah. Now you watch live Metallica; they're playing to that click track, and it's almost like they're looking at each other, like, "Dude, like that's what I'm saying." Can we play you know? any slower? There's you know? there's definitely points in our songs that the momentum builds, and there's going to be a natural tempo increase. And if you have a click track going, you're never going to mimic that the way you could if you're just all playing at the same time, taking the human out. Yeah, the equation, you know. But so we're trying to really record the energy that we provide in our live performances and just get that on record and provide the best performance that we really can for our uh, 10 listeners. You <laughs> no, know? dude, we're going to fucking make that. We're going to grow. It's like 32. Gonna it's going to be 12 thing. by the end of the year. We promise Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Buzz Baldwin, dude. We're going to keep an eye out for you guys. This new thing is going to be coming out. We'll be promoting it, getting it out there. Can't wait to hear the new stuff. Uh, but you guys got enough stuff out there right now to hold people over to get them involved in what you guys are doing right yeah, now. Check it out. And you check said you out. could even get it on Napster. So that I mean anywhere, right? Mm. Literally Anybody, anywhere. You just go and the, and make sure they understand Baldrin is two L's. Two L's. Thank you for yes. saying that. Everyone Baldrin says it with one L. Also two words. And, and if you get the yeah. yeah, it's two words, but if you two get L's. if you put in the one L, you just get a bunch of Buzz Aldrin shit. And then you're going yeah. to, Cool guy. Cool guy. But <laughs> real quick before we leave, the space costumes you guys have. Will anyone will we ever see you guys play out live in the space costumes? Yeah, you will. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. They're for sure for gonna make a comeback. So, and you'll never know when it's gonna happen. So you gotta go to all the shows yeah. until you see the one in the space costumes. Yes, you do. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks Thank for you so us. much. Appreciate it, man. Buzz Baldwin. See you guys next week. Oh yeah. All right. That came out much better than the last one. I think it did too. Yeah.